This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good morning everyone. <coughs> Shalom Aleichem. Uh, this uh, week we're going to be discussing Daf Memtes in Mesech Divamos. We're going to be focusing on Memtes on Mabez and the Agadita regarding the opinion of Shemben Azai who, saw Matsa, who said Matzasi Migilas Yochsen that he found a scroll of lineage. And one of the things written on the scroll of lineage was Ishploini Mamzer Meishasesh, that so-and-so was a Mamzer from uh, a married woman. Now, obviously the scroll said the guy's name, otherwise uh, if the scroll said Ploini, then it's not much of a, a contribution to Jewish society. If it said Ploini is a Mamzer, Shkoyach, what is that going to do for us? Obviously, it said his name, Yankel Baro. The problem is the other two things written on the scroll of lineage seem not to have anything to do with lineage at all. The second uh, statement written on the scroll was Mishnah of Elizabeth and Yaakov Tavanaki. The teaching of Elizabeth and Yaakov was small. There are not so many teachings of Elizabeth and Yaakov, but it's clean. We always paskin like him. When in the world does that have to do with Yuchsen? That has nothing to do with Yuchsen. And the fact that Menashe killed Chizkiyahu, that Menashe killed Yeshaya, that also seems to be irrelevant to Yuchsen. So why are these other two items written on the Megillah Yuchsen? So uh, this uh, we're going to turn to the Arach Lener. By the way, the Arach Lener was really an amazing personality. Um, Arach Lener studied in university in Germany, but he is the really the Rebbe of almost all the Chachmei Ashkenaz after him. So, for example, Rabbi Shamshin Rafal Hirsch, Rabbi Israel Hildersheimer, and he was a Masmid Otsum. He would uh, stay up, the uh, Liminator, until 2 o'clock, and already 5 a.m., he was already Mukhtar Batalas Tfilin, and he learned in Talas Tfilin until midday. So from uh, 5 a.m. until midday, he learned in Talas and Tfilin. He published one of the first Jewish publications called uh, Tzion Hanaman. And uh, it was, it was uh, a publication fighting the uh, reform movement. And his chidushim are so great that Rabbi Kivager himself wrote notes on the chidushim of the Arch Laner. So the Arch Laner was the Rav in Altona. And... Uh, He's buried in the same cemetery as Rabbi Yannis Ibishitz, Rabbi Yaakov Emden, Rabbi Rafal Hamburger. So he addresses this question. Why was all of this written in Megillus Yochsen? All of this information is relevant to Yochsen. Number one, the Mishnah's Rabbi Yaakov Kavanaki. This teaching that Rabbi Lezben Yaakov's teachings are clean, but we pass against them. Shaykh Yochsen is very connected to Yochsen. Because we have a Machloikis in Kedushan, regarding the daughter of a Ger, whether the daughter of a Ger is Kasher Likahuna. Right? That's a good question. The daughter of a Ger. Can a daughter of a Ger marry into Kahuna? From the day the temple was destroyed, Kahanim are extra careful with themselves, like the opinion of Lezman Yaakov, and in order to notify this, 
Leval Tishkaf, so it's not forget, forgotten. In other words, there's a machlekes. Could a Kayin marry the daughter of a Gav? Rav Yaakov says better not. So in order to publicize the sheet of Lezman Yaakov, they wrote in the Megillah Silchsen, Mishnah of Lezman Yaakov, Kavanaki, not to move away from the Psyche of Lezman Yaakov for a Kayin not to marry the daughter of a Gav. That's why that information was written on the Megillah Silchsen, so for the Kayhanim to keep the purity of their lineage. Furthermore, that Menashe killed Yeshaya. This is also relevant to Yochsen. Why? Because Gemara Brachai says that uh, Yeshaya came to Chesiyahu and he said, Chesiyahu, you're a dead man because you don't want to get married. He said, I can't. I see that I'm going to have uh, children that are like Mali. So, um, Yeshaya said, So Chesiyahu said, let me marry your daughter. Yeshaya made a mistake. Yeshaya should not have allowed Chizkiah to marry his daughter. Look what happened when he married his daughter. He had bad grandchildren. What do you mean? But he's the Navi of Hashem, sent to Chizkiah to tell him to get married. Fine! <laughs> but Chizkiah had a valid taina. His taina was, why should I get married? I'm going to have bad children. So Yeshaya said, it's none of your business. You have to get married. But nobody said that Yeshaya has to give him his daughter. That's not... Uh, that might be Yeshaya's business. It's not Chizkiah's business not to get married. But it's Yeshaya's business not to marry off his daughter to him. And look what happened because he did. So it was written in the Megillah Yuchs in this story to teach how careful someone has to be to ensure that their lineage is pure and remains pure. Umaydiyah Zois, this was notified, Kamayish Lachos, Liyuchsin, Sharei Yeshaya, Shemal Sabita, Lechizkiah, Yeshaya gave his daughter to Chizkiah, even though he knew he was going to have children who were not good, and you know what Yeshaya's punishment was? That the kid who wasn't good killed him. What a dichotomy. You could be the Navi of Hashem, you could be sent on a mission to tell someone, get married, and when that person says, I don't want him because I'm not going to have good descendants, you can tell them that's none of your business, but then when he says, okay, big talker, that I'm going to marry your daughter, you say, thanks, but no thanks. You know, like the story of Rav. Somebody came to Rav and he said, uh, uh, My father, the father's a guy. Am I kosher? Rav said, You're kosher. He said, Can I marry your daughter? He said, Not a chance. <laughs> so the guy didn't let up. So Rav had to kill him. You know? So just because something is mutter or something's okay doesn't mean you have to partake of it. <clears throat> Nenash, he was punished. He was killed through that kid. The continues, Deloy Mali. So that's why it's written in the uh, Megillah Siyofsen. Gam Yeshloy Mali, you can also say another reason it's written there. That was the main reason why Menashe get, got angry at Yeshaya. Why did Menashe get angry at Yeshaya? Al Omar, because Yeshaya said to Chizkiah, I'll add on to your life, as if Chizkiah was not really worthy to have children because he was going to have um, as if Chizkiah was not worthy to have descendants and what Menashe wanted to do was prove that you can add on to someone's life from the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu said but not more than that 
Okay, I think the first answer is clearer that the reason why it's written in the Gilasilchim is to show what happened to Yeshaya for giving Chizkiyo uh, his daughter when he knew that Imshidulay Mali would come out and ended up coming back to haunt him. Okay. Next offering of the Arachanah. Um, the Gemara says that Menasha ran after Chizkiyo, uh, ran after Yeshaya to kill him. So Chizkiyah, so Menasha, Menasha ran after Yeshaya to kill him. So Yeshaya said a shame, and he was swallowed by the tree. And Menasha said, "Bring me the tree." And they started hacking away at the tree until they got to his mouth. And Yeshaya was uh, liable for what he said, and he was punished that he was wounded by the mouth and killed by the mouth. Why? Because he said, "Woe to me." That I am doomed. He is tmeis vasayim anoichi uvetsoich am tmeis vasayim anoichi yoishev. Woe to me that I am doomed. So the Ritva asks, "Wait a second. If you look in the story in Navi, by the way, there's something called Navim, right? Those are the prophets that God spoke to." And then they recorded their prophecies in books called the Sifrei Nevi'im, 24 books of Tanakh. Very good for him. And in Sefer Yeshaya, because Yeshaya said, the Apostlech says that a Malach came and in his hand was a hot call. And Chazal Darshan in Sanhedrin, I believe, with Pesha Amar Delatarin Abonai. Burn the mouth who spoke Lashon Tara about my children. And then the Pasuk says, Your sin will depart and your infraction will be atoned. So the Ritva asks, that implies that Yeshaya was forgiven for what he said by being inflicted by the uh, cold. So why did he then have to die by Menasha hacking away at his mouth? He already got Kapar for that. That is the question of the Ritva. Before we see the Archaner, I want to show you the Chafetz Chaim himself asked this question in the Shmira Talashoin. The Chafetz Chaim could be found in the Shar Hatvuna, Perek Zion. Shar Hatvuna, Perek Zion. Um, the Chafetz Chaim raises this question. And the Chafetz Chaim says, Ayin Beritva, let me just Get scroll down. So the Ritva himself answers the Tirit Zoloi Nimcha Rat B'Masha Diber Zelos That Yeshaya was only forgiven in the fact that he spoke this before God, but then he repeated it before Klal Yisrael, so he had to be punished again. That's the Ritva's parents. Says the Holy Chavetz Chaim, when he is daiti near Elaim, according to my humble opinion, it would seem to say as follows: The loy chata hanavi mashasiper akar hachliyso. The fact that Yeshaya then repeated what he said to the rest of the Jewish people, he did not sin with that. Shavazeh yoyra lahem, because the fact that Yeshaya repeated this before the Jewish people, it showed them kama godla ahavasam ve'ine adoyin hakolish how great their love is before hakolish baruch hu that Hashem punishes even the Nevi'im who speak badly about Chayisah. Really what God said to the angel was, Ritzoit's path. Smash that mouth. Which 
the Malach didn't do yet. That was the ultimate punishment that Yeshaya got when Manasseh hacked away. Hashem told the Malach, Ritzoit's path. Don't just touch it. So when the Malach touched Yeshaya's mouth, that wasn't the Kapara. When the angel touched Yeshaya's mouth, that wasn't a complete atonement. This just suspended it until the end. Like it says, like Chazal say, Yisurin hinge the sin, and Misa nimareket. And here's the proof. The proof is in the pudding. Because the Malach says, after he touched his lips with the coal, Hine naga v'sara v'inecha v'chatascha t'chupar lashon osid. The Malach didn't say you were atoned. He said you will, will be atoned. This, like it says, V'sara kinas Ephraim. That's a prophecy be, uh, about the future. U'kamoichin t'chupar hu l'ashon asin. The word t'chupar implies in the future. L'hoiroiz t'sho sh'adayin lo n'skapar l'legamri. That shows that he was not completely atoned. But, but now, by the ritzpah touching him, the kapara began, and uh, in the end it will be completely removed. And the Malach sort of did not reveal what HaKadosh Baruch Hu meant. So the Malach touched him. But ultimately Yeshaya did not incur what Hashem said, Ritzvah, Ritzvah's Peh, until ultimately Menashe hacked away. Or the Chavetz Chaim says another possible answer of the Sar Avoynecha is the only thing that's happening now is the great accuser that was created from your sin will be silenced through this punishment. However, the actual sin will not be atoned until the end. But the Chavetz Chaim says he likes his first answer better. Namely, the first answer of the Chavetz Chaim is, Hashem said, Ritzoit's peh, but that wasn't fulfilled. The Malach just touched the lips. That was not fulfilled until the end, and that's why it says, Techubar Lashon Asid. In my opinion, the Aruch Doner has a very beautiful answer to this question, similar to the Chavetz Chaim. Um, but I think this is extremely sound. He says, Laniyaz Daiti, to answer the Ritzvah's Kasha, of didn't Yeshaya already get punishment when he was hit with the coal? Because Yuma. Based on what we say in Yuma, Avain Mezid The word Avain means intentional, and the word Chet means unintentional. Right? The word Avain is a Mezid, and the word Shagig is a Chet. Chet is a Shagig. The Gemara also says in Yuma Pevav that when you do tshuva, zedoynois nasus kishkagois, intentional downgraded to shaygeg. So Hashem says to Yeshaya, you sinned the mezid. The sar avoynecha. Right now, the mezid will be removed and it will be nimchal. But you'll still have a downgraded. Maybe you got the points off, but you still have the fine. Avaladai nishar chatos. There's still a chatos shushoygeg. V'chatoscha. That's techupar in the future when uh, when Menashe will hack away. V'chatoscha techupar lo asid. V'zehaya kishanach nafshe kasher matel hadepuma. This is what David Amalek says. Ki avoni agid. I will tell over my sin, and when I tell over my sin, I'll get kapara for my intentional. But edag mechatosi, I'll still worry about my unintentional. Because after I do tshuva, I don't have to worry about my avoin, but I do have to worry about my chatos. Um, so that's what it means. Ki avoini agid edag mechatosi. 
אחר של סיסי תשובה על אבויני מופתח אני שנזכפר לי. After I do tshuva for my avoin, I am guaranteed that it should be atoned for me. אבל עדיין אדאג על החטאס. I still worry about the, my chatos, which is the shoigeg. Now, Rav say, how does a person get off even a chatos? That you need to do tshuva me'ahava. You have to do tshuva out of love. If the person does tshuva out of love, then uh, the avoiners turn into the sufliyas. Okay. One more offering. For this, I want you to take a look at Toysus, the bottom Toysus of Mentesalabis. So Yeshaya made a cheshven. He said, I have good answers to all the steros that Menashe asked me. Menashe wanted to know that Moshe Rabbeinu said, Lo yirani adam And you, Yeshaya, you said, I saw God. Moshe said, God's always available. You, Yeshaya, say, seek out God when he can be found. Moshe said, God will only fulfill your days. And you, Yeshaya, said, I'll add to your days. So Yeshaya said, I have answers to these questions. Namely, the Gemara says, the Nevi'ah, really you can't see God and live. What did Yeshaya meant that I saw God? He didn't really see Him. He saw Him And what does it mean that God is uh, not always available? To a Yachid, He's not always available. Look at the bottom Toysus. So Yeshaya said, I'm not going to tell Menashe my answers because then he's going to be amazed. Says Toysus, what's the answer Yeshaya could have said? Perish Shiva Yeshaya could have said, What do you mean you can't see God? The Chumash itself says you could see God. They saw God. So what do you want from my life, Menashe? I said I saw God, and you want to know that's the steward to Moshe who said, But the Torah itself says you could see God. So that's the answer that Yeshaya could have said. The obvious kasha on Toysus is, that's the answer that Yeshaya could have said. The Gemara gives the answer Yeshaya could have said. That what he says is not a steer to Moshe because he didn't really see God because it was Aspaklar Yeshayinah Meira. Why is Rabbeinu Hanana making up a new answer Yeshaya could have given that's not mentioned in the Gemara? The Gemara says the answer he could have given is Aspaklar Yeshayinah Meira. So... Um, I want to share with you an Arachlaner. Actually, two Arachlaners, because it starts in an earlier piece. I could find it. Mm, I don't know if it's here. Oh, here. You see this piece, She'ena Me'ira? Yeshaya didn't really see God because he saw God through cloudy glasses. So Achlaner wants to know, how could Yeshaya say, I saw God and he was sitting? But he didn't see God. It was very foggy. According to the Gemara, the reason why Yeshaya is not a stira to Moshe, Moshe said you can't see God and live. So then, why did Yeshaya say, I saw God? He... So the Gemara says, oh, because uh, he didn't really see him, because of the So why did he say the words, I saw God? The that he didn't really see. The tall is he made a mistake. Because he can't see. Moshe said, 
So the kasha on Yeshaya, this is not a good answer. Yeshaya's answer, what kind of answer is that? Oh, I saw God. Bodhi and Moshe said, you can't. Ah, I didn't really see him. If you didn't really see him, why did you say you saw him? You know, why did Yeshaya say, I saw God? It was Asbaklarish and Amira. So that's the first piece in Alchaner. I don't know, the rest of the piece didn't come out. I'll tell you what he says, and then we'll read the, the piece on Rabbeinu Hananel. The Alchaner quotes a psikta, brought in the Yalkut, that when the Malachi Ashores are praising HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Yeshaya saw that he, the Malachim did not include, include his praise with them. He was very distressed. He said, oh, it's too bad that I'm a bust of Adam. But if they would have included my praise with them, then I would have lived forever. Anyone who praises God like the Malachim live forever. So the Archonar says, where does it say that if you praise God with the Malachim, you would live forever? So he quotes the Tikkunei Zayar. Now what does Moshe Rabbeinu mean? Ki lo yirani ha'adam v'chai. The Zayar says, lo yirani ha'adam v'chai doesn't mean you can't see God and live, that if you see God you will die. It means, ki lo yirani ha'adam. Man cannot see God. You know why? Because if they would, v'chai, they would have to live forever. It's a totally different shot. Lo yirani ha'adam v'chai, according to the Zayar, doesn't mean no living person could see God. Lo yirani ha'adam means no one could see God, otherwise v'chai, they would live forever. That's what Yeshaya means. It's a shame that I'm a boss of Adam and I couldn't join the Malachim in seeing God. Because if I would have seen God, I would have to live forever. So now, these two questions sort of answer each other, and this would explain Rabbeinu Hanan. I'll take a look at this Archonar. Archonar says, Perish Rabbeinu Hananel, that Yeshaya could have answered, What do you mean you can't see God? The Pasuk says, Says the Archonar, Who forced Rabbeinu Hananel to say the answer Yeshaya could have given is, you could see God, it says, by Yisrael. Why didn't Rabbi Nochanano just say, Bepshitos, that the answer Yeshaya could have given is what the Gemara says, Habas Baklari Hameira, Habas Baklari Sheinabeira. Because regarding the other questions that Menashe had, the answer Yeshaya could have given was the answer the Gemara says. So why, when it comes to the question of Leirani Adam Achai, isn't the answer what the Gemara says? So the Archanar says, kasavti. It would seem to me, based on what I wrote, Da'akati Kasha. You could still ask the following question. Even after the Gemara's answer that Yeshaya saw God, Hashem, how could Yeshaya say, I saw God, he should have proved that you can't really see God. How could Yeshaya utter the words he saw God when he knows Moshe Rabbeinu says he can't see God? And the answer is Yeshaya knew that the meaning of the Pasuk of Lo Yerani Adam doesn't mean he can't see God. Because there's a Pasuk that says they saw God. Obviously Lo Yerani Adam does not mean you can't see God and live because 
The Pasuk says they saw God. So since there's a Pasuk that Kali Yisrael saw God, obviously Lo Yerani Adam doesn't mean you can't see God. Must be Lo Yerani Adam means you can't see God because otherwise you would live forever. Now we understand why Rabbi Nechanano says that the answer Yeshaya could have given is not Aspaklar Yeshayna Meira, because still, how could he say he saw God? It must be that from the fact that other Psukim in the Chumash say you could see God, there's another Pshad in the Pasuk, while you're on the other Mechai. The Hutzrach Lepeirusha, the Bishlama, the other two questions, he could have given like the Gemara's answer. But this question of the Eres Hashem, he can't answer like the Gemara. Because then it comes out that Yeshaya didn't see God. How could he say he saw God? So the Gemara says, Rabbi Nochanan says, what Yeshaya could have said is he could have said, Al Karchach, La Yerani Adam Achai is not Kipshutai, because it says, La Yeros Alkei Yisrael. Now, what is that Pshat? If the Pshat is. Just wondering, according to that other pshat, is that you can't see God because otherwise you would live forever. So then, Taka, what happened to those? What, what's pshat in the pasuk by Yisrael? Maybe they were supposed to live forever. We know when Hashem gave us the Torah, we were supposed to live forever. But then, because of the Ched Ha'egel, Ani Amarti Elohimatem Uvnei Elyon Kolchem. That was the plan. Achin Ka'adam Timusun. And then I'm going to give you homework. Okay, I want an answer to this. Says Lachaner that our Gemara's understanding of Aspaklari Amira Aspaklari Sheinamira, according to Rashi, is that Aspaklari Sheinamira ukesvurim lerois. They thought they saw, but they didn't really see. But he says, according to the Zayar in Parshas Va'ira, he gives a different answer and a different shad in Asbaklari Amir Asbaklari She'en Amira. And according to this, Vazah HaKol Asi Shaper, that Yeshaya knew the answer, um, Yeshaya knew he could have answered that I saw God Asbaklari She'en Amira. So what exactly does that mean? What exactly does the Zayar say in Parshas Va'era, and how would that answer this Gemara different than Rashi? Okay, Marva Avoysa, that's what I got for you today. Three uh, comments of Ar-Khaner. Number one, why the Megillus Yochsen included the teachings of Rezman Yaakov Kavanaki and Yeshaya killed, and Menashe killed Yeshaya. Number two, the answer to the Ritva's Kasha, that why was Menashe punished with the uh, saw when the Malach already got him with the coals. And number three, why Rabbeinu Hananel says a different shot in uh, what Yeshayah could have said to Menashe, different than the Gemara says. Okay, Rabbi Say, stay tuned next week. Daf Nun, Perak Raven Gamliel. Tonight at 9 p.m., we'll cover the yard site so, uh, commemoration of Rav Meir. We have a new Rav Meir shear, brand new material, as well as a... Uh, 
we're, un- we're unleashing a new nigan. My friend Maishi Morgenstern is uh, composed a new nigan for a period of the Babasali. So everyone is cordially invited. You could come live 9 p.m. or it will be streamed as well. And uh, that's Shem. Hope to see everybody later, tomorrow, whenever you're available. Okay, have a great day, everyone. Kalta. Bye-bye. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.